victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top or Stanley? It doesn't matter! Costa Barbarousas! Wow! Well, if anyone has got married in the last couple of years, you know how difficult it is to uh, to nail down a date with COVID, with just the general backlog of, of weddings and so forth. It's it's pretty difficult to, to get one set in stone. And after postponing it twice due to his football commitments, Jamie McLaren had just decided, or maybe his partner has, no longer... I'm not playing for the Socceroos against Japan. I'm getting married. No, no, Japan game is available. Oh, it's Saudi Arabia, the Saudi I Arabia say. game. My, so, my yeah. apologies. Saudi Arabia, again, may not even be relevant uh, if the result against Japan is no good. Uh, but no Adam Taggart again for the Socceroos, still injured. It's, it's not looking good in terms of our striking options. I mean, it, it's rarely looked good in the last few years, but it, particularly now going into this important game, we're going to have a lot of players miss out. We are. It's um, J-Mac's in form too. Like he's, he's 12, 12 goals, doing quite well. I actually, um, on the Wednesday game last week when Melbourne City played MacArthur, I'll quickly just tell this little story that I promised my kids a hot dog if he scored in the first half and he duly scored, but it was a deflection and I was arguing that it was a known goal. The ground announcer said it was a J-Mac goal. Um, so I bought the hot dogs and then checked the results. The next day it was an own goal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's available. He's the only one in form that's available. Matthew Leckie was in great form and is injured. Riley McGree's also injured. So you've got some of these creative midfield types that are going to score. Taggart's injured. Um, so we send out an SOS to Nikita Rukovitsa, who we, we spoke about mm. last week, in form, scoring goals constantly. He doesn't meet the vaccination requirements to, to play for either in Australia or Saudi Arabia. Uh, to be honest, uh, I was just trying to think of a, of a pun based on your on your story, and I think I've I've come up with the perfect what one do you here. Got? It's a false snag operation. Uh, okay, Ooh, we can work with that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rooker not available because he's only had one dose. Yeah, and he's had Curious. COVID. He's had COVID before, no. so he missed some football with COVID, and so he's not an anti-vaxxer. Let's just put that on the table. Mm-hmm. He's not. Uh, he's not one of those um, people. He's had one shot, but he hasn't had two. Couldn't you, have, couldn't you have a shot now and then still make it in time or not? I guess it takes a couple of weeks to be effective. It's weird. Really? But you get your certificate straight away, don't you? Yeah, that's true. So if he's got to just show his green tick, he it's, could be on the plane. He totally could still bizarre. make it in 10 days' time. So, Or mm. clearly he's just angry saying, you don't want to pick me when I'm in form. You don't want to pick me because there's injuries. Who knows? Maybe. But he would be one that we would we would look at. We can't look at him. Um, Honestly, uh, for Rooker at the moment, I mean, I, I can't imagine what the emotions are like now because he's obviously got that family connection to Ukraine. So, I mean, he may, may not true. even yeah. be in the best headspace to, to compete anyway. Ukraine-born. That's very, um very good point there, Josh. He actually played for his, his boyhood club in Perth is uh, Inglewood United, which were Inglewood-Kiev. They're actually yeah, they're playing yellow, of course. Club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms of who's in form and scoring goals and, you know, Craig, Craig Goodwin is probably – he's our guy that's in form. He is. True. He um, – the two goals that – put him up top though? Who else are we going to put up there? Who are we going to put up there? I don't know. Robbie Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Last from the past. So I did mention to you off air that when the Oli Roos needed a goal against Egypt, we threw um, Harry Sutar forward and um, Jay Rich Bagley. So maybe we put Trent Sainsbury up the top. Mm. 
kick some long balls towards towards him. Who's our biggest, burliest centre-back that we have available? I mean, obviously, Sutar's got the ACL injury. That's a good question. We mm. might have to, we Who's the tallest player? Scale the A-League to find <laughs> someone to turn into a striker quick smart. Maybe we could uh, call up George Timotheo or something. He's pretty big. Nikolai Topper-Stanley. Or Tommy Merchella. No, Tommy Tom, Merchella. Yeah, He's got the height. Topper Stanley's got that ball celebration when mm. he scored that cracker as well, so that might be worth worthwhile <laughs> getting too. Getting on the back page, it's no in, in all in all seriousness, we're we're in trouble in terms of who we're going to put up front. Like um, Mobile's fit and back, so he'll be on on one side. Mm-hmm. Goodwin will be on the other. Who we look at? Do we look to a starting cap to Denny Urich? Do we look at Nick D'Agostino? Honestly, I'm um, I'm thinking about it now, and it sounds crazy, but Craig Goodwin up top, he's a great finisher uh, yeah, if he gets the yeah. chance. He you is. know, his, his left foot is, is the best in the league, so... His two assists on, on Sunday's game for the Reds against the Jets were, were, mm. top, were top class, both of them, set it up. So he sets them up as well as scores them himself, whereas where we talked about Taggart and J-Mac, they're going to they're gonna score more goals than they are set up. With mm. Goodwin can do a bit of both. The problem I've always had with Goodwin is he's a winger who doesn't dribble. Mm. Uh, he's good off the ball. Uh, he's great when he gets it in a crossing position because his delivery is so good. I've always wondered whether he'd give it another crack at left back as a really attacking left back because he used to play there back in the day. But, uh, yeah, he's, he doesn't really penetrate the defense with his dribbling. He's not a player who takes people on very often. And I think in Graham Arnold's system where the collective isn't necessarily generating a great deal, sometimes you need, do need a little bit of individualism, which maybe someone like Marco Tilio provides more of. I think Marco is going to get a lot of minutes against Japan. Mm. Because he's that creative spark. We've seen that where he can do that. We've seen that in the A-League briefly with the, the Oli Roos with his goal against um, Argentina and, and that kind of thing off the bench. He's the impact stuff. But impact's fine. We're going to need someone at the start. So do we throw a cap to recently naturalised Bruno Fornaroli? <laughs> Is he eligible? He's Australian now. He well, hasn't played for Uruguay it- in the senior team. Because I remember there there were some things about uh, junior. I mean, this was back with the Adama Traore yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 he yeah. played junior football for Ivory Coast, Coast yep. and the rules were that if he didn't have dual citizenship at the time, that yep. was binding. I don't know whether that's still the case or whether it's retrospective or. Did Bruno played mm. underage football for Uruguay. I, I, I don't think he, he might has. have. All didn't right. they? Didn't they? Speaking of getting, I wasn't ahead. prepared for this. No, I wasn't right. assuming <laughs> you were going to bring him up. <laughs> I was going to left field. Uh, we talked about Ange Postacoglu with a Sharon in the photo. I am positive. Didn't they show a picture of Bruno Fornaroli in a Socceroos shirt in one of the Melbourne papers when he was at Melbourne City? Mm. I'm pretty sure they did that as well. Another one of those oh, 100%. wonderful gimmies. Fred did it as well back in the start of the A-League, if you recall. They had Fred in an Australian shirt. Anyway, I should be working in marketing. For anyway, <laughs> um, uh, He played under-17s for Uruguay and scored in a South American championship against Venezuela. So I don't know where that lands him on the eligibility, but I would be 100% in favour of that. I love Bruno Fornaroli. He's a great hold-up player. Uh, you know, we don't really have a striker like him in when we've got a full complement. I mean, the, maybe Taggart's the closest. But mate, Actually, you know what? You know what I've been thought of because he's a bit of um, out of mind, out of sight. Martin Boyle will probably play up front. That is a good shout. Because, um, I mean, you say that, but I'm, it's 100% going to be Mitch Duke starting. <laughs> It will be Mitch Duke because he's our, our striker that's going to work. I would like Bruno Fornaroli to sing the national anthem like they made Martin Boyle and Harry Sutar do as well for us. But um, different, yeah. Australians all let us vamos. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get the ending right, I'm sure, yeah. if they won. You know what? Mitch Duke will probably start 
and then um, long balls to his head kind mm. of deal. And then when that doesn't work, they'll look off the bench for a bit of a spark, which will be Tilio um, Mobile if he doesn't start. Martin Boyle. Um, it could be. It could end up being Boyle with potentially Goodwin and uh, Mobile on the flanks. Yeah. Well, given given how Arnie has picked the team in this campaign and given the form and what we've got, Mobile and, and Goodwin have to start. It's, he's, up, he's in the middle. He's probably Mitch Duke. You're right. There's one guy we haven't mentioned as a potential impact bench player. Your man, Nick? Yes. <laughs> I, I look, I've, I haven't been a believer. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll admit that now. I have been a Nick D'Agostino skeptic for yes. many, many years, uh, and he continues to score goals in the A-League and prove me wrong. I would say 90% of his goals come off glaring opposition mistakes. Yes. Such as the goal against Central Coast where uh, where our mate Dan Hall slipped over and uh, yeah, it didn't look too pretty for him. It did, did in that game. So the Mariners bought the sauce and D'Agostino bought the spice. Is that mm, right? Is yep. that what he did? Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> Sorry. Straight gag. He's, in, he's been in the setup before. Arnie's had him with the Oli Roos, right? He, he got them to the Olympics. He knows what he's getting with him. I would not be surprised if it happened. I don't think he's ready for it. We both don't think he's ready for it. But what other options are we looking at here? I mean, Daggers, if you do pick him, will run and press with enormous intensity and will throw himself into challenges and will yep. throw himself at every ball. But isn't that what you're sort of already getting with Mitch Duke? And J-Mac. It's what we normally get at the mm. front. So there's not much... There's a lot of there's a lot of, of finish, great yeah. effort and yeah. not a lot of combination play. No, there's not. And that's that's where it all falls down for me with the with D'Agostino's national team case is that whatever his goal scoring form, however much he might deserve it based on the numbers alone, I just don't think in terms of attributes he gives us he gives us anything different to what we've already got. And given Arnold's track record for preferring experience even if he, he does have a good relationship with Daggers from the Oli Roos days and he did come up with big for, you know, the goal that qualified for, yeah. them for the Olympics, for example, I just I just don't think he's going to be trusted to play significant minutes in the two biggest games of Arnold's career. So he goes with Duke because that's what he's done before. When, when Duke inevitably gets subbed off 60, 70 It'll minutes. It'll probably be for J-Mac in the Japan game and okay. obviously yep. Saudi, we might, see, we might see someone like Daggers or... Yeah, or we might have to. Well, we, shifting we'll, boil up front. We'll see how D'Agostino goes tonight, I guess, in uh, in Japan. We were, we were trying to cast the net far and wide pre-show, mm. trying to come up with a few names. Denny Urich is one that you, that you floated. Is he playing? He's, he's played 10, 11 games for, uh, for Dinamo, not yep. full 90 minutes. He's been subbed off five times and come off the bench five times out of those 11 appearances. But that is a high level. I don't know how it translates or whether he's really in the frame because Australia haven't shown much interest in calling him up in the past. I think he's only in the frame because we've got a um, we've got this uh, fixation with dual nationality opportunities mm. that we talk about it on this show every week. And then there's talk about Denny playing for Croatia and then playing for Australia because he could play for either. It's quite correct? literal FOMO, isn't it? It is. It is because I think we've because we've been burnt a few times that we want to talk about it all the time. And so Denny is someone that's playing in a, in a good standard. He's playing in Europe, which is what we want. He's not getting the minutes to, to warrant a call-up and he's not scoring the goals to warrant a call-up, but we would talk about him because, you know, he could play for Croatia, you know, that kind of thing. Um, 
Well, the other one, Liam Chipperfield scored a goal just on the weekend, so he's he's eligible. Yeah. yeah, well, that was his first goal ever for FC Basel. But judging on what we've heard from him or about him, you know, he's born and raised in Switzerland. He's Swiss. He's Swiss. I don't think he has really any interest in playing for Australia. His dad's a Swiss legend, a Swiss club legend, yeah. despite being Australian, right? So he's. I don't think it'll happen unless it gets to the stage where he can't play for Switzerland and there might be opportunity. From, from our point of view. I would think D'Agostino would be in the next round for the next World mm. Cup. He would have to be in the frame when we start to rejuvenate and look at. And and in terms of who's in form in the A-League, Angus Thurgate's probably someone that should be possibly be in the squad. Sure. Yes, that's a good that's a good shout. I think uh, there are a few midfielders in the queue ahead of him, such mm. as John Rowe. Yeah, uh, Danny should be in the squad. We've talked about that. Just with Thurgate, though, he scored five goals. I watched him closely mm. on Sunday, and then I had to, um, with all due respect to, to Angus, I had to look up how old he is. He's only 22. Um, so there's, there will be opportunity mm. there, but he's, he's in some form if they, they pick the squad. Do you know when the squad's coming out? I've been, I've been keeping an it eye out. It should be later this week, so uh, as far as I'm aware. So we're about 10 days out from mm. the, the first game, so it would have to be close for him. Everyone to... Oh, they often come out on a Thursday, so I'm expecting it Thursday, but you know that's not based on any particular inside info. Any other bolters, Josh, you can think of? Well, I mean, speaking of dual nationality players, it does make you miss Lyndon Dykes a touch when you think about what he's doing <laughs> in Europe. He's probably a, another sort of upgrade on, on a Mitch Duke type yeah, target yeah, man. He is. He's, that, he's the big target guy, hold up the ball, dish it off um, and, you know, maybe burgle a goal every sort of three or four games. Yeah. Um, it does It does make you slightly wonder what, what he could have done for the soccer is as a kind of straight-up wrecking ball. Yeah, and, and I, uh, I wrote a piece on him a, a while back. Effectively what had happened, he hadn't been capped for Australia or Scotland and there were qualifiers like two days apart mm. from each other uh, and this was the start of 2020. So then when, um, when the pandemic hit, the, all of the Australian qualifiers were pushed way back but the Euros were coming up, so the European ones still came through. So, you know, if you've got national team aspirations and the first one that comes knocking generally gets the, gets the answer, but he would be ideal at the moment. He'd be perfect up front. He always said whenever he was asked about it that he would just play for the first national team that called him up, and he was true to his word. Yep. So, you know, can't really complain on that front. He was pretty pretty honest about yep, about he just wanted to play international football and he didn't mind which country. We're about to lose a, another one. I don't know if you're aware of uh, Ramat Akbari's call-up to the Afghanistan national team. Okay, He'll no, play a friendly. Yep. So, uh, you know, he's... I think he is actually a loss. Yep. You know, maybe he flies under the radar a little bit playing for a pretty poor Brisbane Raw team this season. But I, I do I do think we're missing out on a, on a player there that has a little bit of technical quality that not a lot of A-League midfielders have at their disposal. And I think he can be used more effectively at club level as well. So I think we probably should have been a bit quicker on Akbari and he should have been involved in more... Australian youth national teams, but, you know. I think this is going to happen more and more. I, mean, I think because the next World Cup is 40, 48 teams, that the actual opportunities mm. to qualify are there. Like, you normally would say Afghanistan, yeah, no chance. But there's eight spots for Asian countries to go into the 2026 mm. World Cup. So you actually are a chance, no matter who you actually represent now. So every every continent's getting extra nations through. So it's going to happen. Well, you spoke about bolters. I don't know if they necessarily bolters so much as players that I'd really like to see. Um, and These are all Josh's favourites coming up. Yep, yeah, here we go. I mean, I've already <laughs> talked about Akbari, yeah. so the, the, the bias is, is clear. But 
Uh, I, I do think Max Burgess has played really well when he's been given the opportunity this mm-hmm. season. Uh, he's a really intelligent, creative player who loves to receive the ball in between the lines. We don't have too many of those. No, we do so not. Yep. I would love to see him involved. Clearly, and I don't think there are even bolts at this point. They should be just nailed on. You know, you don't need a bolt. You need a nail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's for uh, Danny Genro, who I mentioned yes, earlier, yep. and Cammy Devlin, yep. just based on how consistent he's been since he moved to Hearts. Now, quickly, he's he's cemented a first team. Devlin place. doesn't have a cap, though, does he? He hasn't played for us yet. No. So, again... Hasn't been called up. No. Which is Which astonishing, is- really. It is astonishing, unless they last the last round when Atkinson missed the call up when he moved to Hearts as well. That they should be in the squad mm. at least at some stage. But yes, I agree with you on both. Those. I mean, John Rowe and Devlin, if they'd been blooded early, might even be my starting preferred midfield pair. Let alone squad members, <laughs> because I think we've been lacking in that department specifically. I think we're a bit fo- focused on the the striker shortfall. When, when even if we do had do have good forwards in the team, we wouldn't necessarily generate the chances to, yep. to serve them. Well, Connor Metcalf's been in really good form too. Um, True. Um, so that that helps, and he moving to Germany is going to help as well. But yeah, it's it's getting thinner and, and thinner, mm. isn't it? If you chuck a few injuries up the up the front, and you just kind of go, what getting, do we do from here? Yeah, it's getting pretty thin. Um, but, uh, you know, Liam Chipperfield, I, I think, was always a pipe dream. Um, you know, maybe it would have been nice to, to have him in the side because his dad can double as the bus driver. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the famous Wollongong champion <laughs> that he is. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So Liam Chipperfield now scoring, so he'll, be, he'll get all the headlines instead of Volpato now. Mm. Um, so we'll we'll shift our focus to the next dual shift, national and then that we'll we're about see to miss out on. Who the next one is. There'll be, I'm sure the golden generation and those that are still sort of based through throughout Europe or have um, uh, partners from other countries. There'll be some others come through. I know Lucas Neal's got kids in academies and that kind of stuff. So we'll watch this space. We'll be talking about it for a long time. Yes. Well, uh, we're going to go to a quick break because we've been talking for a long time. And mm. uh, on the other side, we've got more A-League games to break down. So stick around.